0: The following program is sponsored by The National Prayer Chapel
1: I know Not why God's wondrous Grace to me he hath made known Nor why Unworthy Christ In love Redeemed me for His own But I know Unto him against that day. Unto him against that day.
0: Mighty God of heaven. We come asking, O Lord, in this day of utter darkness, of evil, that you would come and rescue your people, that you would rescue America. Lord, I lift my heart to you in praise and worship and thanksgiving, for you have faithfully carried us but now, Lord, we are faced with the most dire situation in this nation. Lord, would you come and would you turn the heart of this American people to you, Jesus, in repentance and sorrow for their sin? Lord, come. We need you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. America is under attack. We don't know the outcome of this attack against our nation. It is an attack from outside and inside. It is an attack of absolute evil, bitter darkness. It is orchestrated. All that we see happening in our cities has been orchestrated from behind the scenes. Many are being paid large amounts of money. Do the research. You'll find that what I'm saying is true. Piles of bricks being put in strategic locations, in hot spots, so that looters can grab these, rioters can grab these bricks and heave them through windows and at the police. Many ignorant but innocent men and women are being caught up in these riots, thuggery, looting, stealing, murdering. We are in a crisis. I want to give you some statistics. They will shock you. Larry Elders is a very highly educated black man, a communicator. That's where I received these statistics that I'm going to share with you. Did you know that black men, women, are 2,000 times more likelihood of being killed by another black person than by the police? the KKK, or white nationalists. 2,000 times more likely to be killed by another black person. Did you know that last year there were more than 7,000 black people killed by other blacks? a young black man is seven times more likely to be murdered than a young white man, and it will almost always be by another black man. Black-on-black crime is rampant. So am I concerned about George Floyd? Yes, what happened to him was absolutely wrong. I suspect, however, I can't prove it, I suspect it was staged and it went wrong. We're in a time of utter deception. I've lived long enough and listened long enough to know that I can't believe anything that is written in the Washington Post or the New York Times I can't believe anything that I hear on CNN, ABC, CBS. The media of this country has been totally taken over by leftist thugs, by unprincipled, ungodly men who do not care or love America but rather are bent on destroying this nation. Now, some of you don't like President Trump. I understand. I don't like his bravo. But I do look at the research, and he is without a doubt the most supportive president we have had in many years for the christian church barack obama hated the christian church president trump if you do your research you will find has done more for black people than barack obama did in his entire 8 years What I've seen happening with Mad Dog Mattis, he is an utter shame. An utter shame to our American military. What I have seen happen with Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, I would do everything in my power to encourage Donald Trump to immediately fire him. He is an insurrectionist I've listened carefully and watched the videos as many of you have and we are seeing our streets filled with arson and looting now there are some innocent but ignorant people who are marching in our streets And it is an American right to protest. But this is not an honest protest. This is contrived and make-believe. Now I've said all of this because I have some very specific things from Scripture to say to you today. In the fifth chapter of the book of Mark, we find a story of Jesus crossing the lake to the area of Gennesaret. There is a man with an evil spirit, a demon spirit. He came out of the tombs to meet Jesus. This was a man who lived in the tomb. He had no other home than the place of death. No one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. He had often been chained in the past, hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons from his feet and his legs. No one was strong enough to subdue him, and night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. The Gospel of Luke tells us that he was naked, that he had no clothing on, and that he had no home but the tombs. Now, that is a description of where America is going if we allow America to slide into the socialist agenda of our modern press, our modern media, Hollywood, and many in the Democrat Party. And I am not standing for Republicans or Democrats. I stand for morality and for righteousness. I stand for the gospel of Jesus. I'm but a sojourner here. I'm not going to be here long. But while I'm here, I'm going to stand for what is right, and I'm going to stand against what is wrong, and I'm going to cry out to the Lord in the prayer closet. Now, part of what happens when we go to the prayer closet is that sometimes we think we hear from God. And then, in fact, we discover we did not hear from God. We had our own agenda going. We had the desires of our heart going. And so our behavior is then fit into the justification that I heard this from God. But in reality, you never heard from God. I've discovered that nine times out of ten, when I think I've heard something from the Lord, it wasn't from the Lord. It was from my own heart, my own spirit. I don't trust any more in myself. I trust the Word of the Lord. I trust the Scriptures. If it's not in the Word, I don't believe it. If the promise is not in the Word, I won't stand on it. When the Lord speaks to me through the Scriptures through a dream, through direct speech. I test it by the word. I can tell you now that if you will test your attitude to what is happening in America, if you are bitter and angry, you are not standing in the word of the living God. If you are gossiping and slandering our president, you are not walking in the way of Jesus Christ. You are walking under the power of, of this demon described in Matthew or in Mark, the fifth chapter. America is under this demon of utter wickedness. We have been impoverished by the COVID-19. Stores shut down. Businesses shut down. Many not able to buy food. Terrified that they will be forced to leave their homes. What a tragedy. This is all brought on by demonic powers. Yes, God allowed it. Because of our sin. I believe that America is Babylon. But I'm not going to rush to try in any way to destroy our great American nation. I love America. There is no nation like America in the world. I have traveled. I've traveled through Europe. I would not trade America for one European country. I wouldn't trade America for any South American or Central American country. I would not trade America for Mexico. I've been to many of these places. I would not trade America for any place on the earth. God birthed America, and now it is turning to utter evil, to destruction, murdering of babies, bitterness, hatred. This demon spirit is trying to force America into the tomb. This demon spirit has gained control of many of our leaders and many even of our pastors. A whole list of pastors stood in solidarity with the protesters. Now please, evil sees no color and what these protesters are doing is evil thuggery robbing stealing one dear man in minneapolis stood weeping he had worked all of his life to get enough money to open his business he finally at retirement took his entire retirement and he opened his own business and these thugs came along and burned him out he is he is broke All he could do is stand in front of his burned-out hall of a store and weep. This is evil. This is not righteousness. This is not peace. This is not joy. This is evil. Evil sees no color. That's a truth we have to hear. And what's going on with our pastors who are in solidarity with this? What's happening with those who are speaking against our police? Now, have the police made mistakes? Oh, yes. There's no perfect police. My son in law was for 20 years a member of the police in Maryland State Police. He retired as a captain. He said, Dad, we have knuckleheads in the police, too. He was the head of internal affairs. He had to deal with them. I mean, obviously, these these police who stood by as one of their number knelt on the neck of George. He was evil. He was a murderer. Let's look at this story. Jesus sees this man running toward him, raving like a maniac, screaming at Jesus, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Swear to God you won't torture me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's living in the tombs. He's naked. He's cutting himself with stones. Isn't that torture? Barack Obama said he was going to transform America. Oh, he did. He began the process of moving us into the tombs. George Bush presidents both helped move us into the tombs. America is is dying. The America we knew, moral, upright, righteous, filled with prosperity, the greatest nation the world has ever seen, It's being carried into the tomb. And if Jesus does not intervene, America will be overthrown from inside, from a lack of morality, from a lack of righteousness. And the church and its timid pastors, his it's milk-toast pastors who will not call sin by its name, who will not confront evil, but will side with it. Is there pain in the hearts of many in America? Yes, there's pain in my heart as well. But what do we do with the pain? Do we burn somebody's house down? Do we beat somebody up? Do we yell and scream? Do we riot? No! That's not the Christian response! Do we hold our elected officials responsible? Yes. Are they accountable? Yes. We're in a democratic republic. We the people have the authority to, to vote at the voting box. My brother, my sister, my heart aches for America today. We're under a full-blown moral, physical, and spiritual attack from the demons of hell. And they are moving the hearts of men and women leftist progressive socialist communism they are moving in the hearts of people and my greatest fear is that on one side we'll will drop into anarchy we're close to that right now On the other side, we could slip into a right-wing fascism where the government and the corporations become dictators. Or we can go the other way and become a socialist nation. I don't want any of those three. I don't want socialism. I don't want right-wing totalitarianism. I don't want anarchy. But always anarchy comes to a nation as the George Soroses of the world try to turn the people against the police and the leadership of the nation, try to divide the races, I refuse to be divided from my brothers and sisters. When Jesus looks at us, he doesn't look at us as black people or white people or Chinese people. He looks at us and asks Have you been baptized in my blood? Have you been made holy? Have you been made righteous? The issue is not black or white. The issue is evil or righteousness. So we have this man coming screaming in Jesus' face, Swear to God you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to this demon spirit, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. What is your name? Jesus asked. My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and and again not to send them out of the area. Oh, this is a dirty area. When demons come in and begin to take charge of a nation, the nation becomes dirty. And Roe versus Wade cast us into the pit of muck and dirt with the murder of babies in America. A whole generation of babies have been murdered. The Lord is bringing judgment upon America for that. The destruction we have wrought in other nations. The Federal Reserve is not federal, but it has the U.S. military as his backup. The Federal Reserve and the central banks are arms of the demonic, wicked beyond measure. And somehow they have co-opted the federal government and they have co-opted the government's military power so that if another nation wants to begin trading in gold, we go to war with them like we did with Iraq or other places and we destroy their people and their nation because they are not buying into our petrodollar. The COVID-19 and the anarchy we're seeing on the streets are but but merely another step in the power of the demonic, and we need Jesus to come. And if he says to us, "'What is your name?' America would have to answer, my name is legion, for we are many. And the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs and allow us to go into them. He gave them permission. And the evil spirits come out. They went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and they were drowned. You see, these forces that we see mobilized in America, please hear me. These forces that we see mobilizing against America, ungodly, thuggish, lying, cheating, violent. These are spirits of demons that are touching the hearts of human beings who are ready to cooperate with them. Legion is its name. And America is under the attack of legions of demons. America has been a beacon of hope for the world. America has been literally a place where godly men and women sent missionaries and monies and and supplies to the world. Americans by nature have been generous and kind and caring for their neighbors. Well, that's not the whole story. I've shared part of the other side of the story today. But I find that most Americans are friendly and welcoming and caring but a legion of demons legions of demons have been loosed upon us and the very worst part of our culture and our nature is being aroused and turned into bitterness and anger and if jesus is to come he's going to come and say leave And those demons, as they leave, want to cause devastation. The owners of these pigs lost their whole business. Now, never mind that the pigs are utterly filthy and dirty. But they were money on the hoof. They were drowned out. Not burned out. They were drowned out. And those who were tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. The people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who'd been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. I'm saying, Oh Lord, would you come and cast out these legions of demons from America that we could sit down... Dressed in our right mind again. Would you calm, O Lord, the fires of America? Would you change, O Lord, the hearts of the pastors of America? that they would give up the church as a business and begin to preach an honest, straight word, condemning sin, not the sinner, condemning sin, and calling men and women to repent and get right with Jesus, to sit down in their right mind under the power of the Spirit of the living God. You've heard me day after day on this broadcast calling for revival in america this is a description of what will happen in revival when the people came and they saw this man the wild raging demon man sitting in his right mind clothed a look of peace and joy on his face the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their area because they were so afraid of him. Some of you are scared to death that Jesus will come and revive America. Jesus, in one of the saddest statements I know of in Scripture, got into the boat. This is Mark 5, verse 18, Jesus got into the boat. The man begs, can I go with you, Jesus? And Jesus says, no. Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Has the Lord had mercy on you? What has he done for you? Don't fill your mouth with with gossip and slander, fill your mouth with testimonies of Jesus and his great love and what he's done for you. This is a sad thing because Jesus is departing from them. What hope do they have? If Jesus leaves, the demons will only return, not to that man He's a bright light of testimony. Now, I want to turn this to a very personal, for me and for you. I want to read from Scripture a passage. All of us understand, and I, too, have had my emotions stirred by what I've been watching And it would be easy for me to come out and condemn and criticize. I won't do that. I've told you honestly that I see America under attack and I know America can fall. I've looked at history. Rome fell. The French Revolution was very different than the American Revolution. We never set up guillotines in America. The French went the way of reason. They went the way of utter godlessness, and that's the direction many are trying to carry America in this culture right now, today. Many want to reduce the budgets of the police departments so they can give more services. America is not about entitlement. America is about church And neighbor helping neighbor. Not about the federal government handing out free stuff. America is so bankrupt. We're in such trouble. I want to read this for you. This is Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, the 6th chapter. I'm going to begin reading with verse 6. Knowing this, that an old man was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we not hereafter serve sin. For the one having died has been freed from sin, Now I want you to notice what I just read. The sin nature in this passage is only dealt with in terms of utter destruction of the sin nature. If you've been taught that you will always be a sinner, if you've been taught that you can never overcome the old man, that he'll always be fighting inside of you, you are disagreeing with the Apostle Paul. Crucified, destroyed. Stripping off, Colossians two eleven, putting off, Colossians three nine. The scriptures never use any term that implies or states suppression of sin. There are a number of of terms in the Greek that could have been used to speak of holding down, or holding, or binding, or withstanding. None of these terms are used by the Apostle Paul in the sixth chapter of Romans, or in any other place in the New Testament. None of these terms or any other is ever used in the New Testament for the suppression of the sin nature Let me read you the passage again. This is Romans, the sixth chapter, verse six. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. What was crucified? Remember, let me turn to it quickly. I want you to hear this in the book of Galatians the book of Galatians in the second chapter verse 19 for because of the law I died to the law in order that I may live for God I have been crucified with Christ, and still am. On the other hand, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and that life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, the one having loved me and having handed himself over in my behalf. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness is by law then Christ died in vain. So Paul is saying that he as a person was crucified. Now in the sixth chapter he's being even more specific in identifying what has been crucified. Do you understand? This is my hand. Is there something evil in my hand? No. What does my hand do? Only what my spirit tells it to do. My hand doesn't go around stealing. My hand doesn't go around hitting. My hand and my body obey my spirit. They obey that inner part of my soul. What is my soul? It's my personality. It's who I am in my spirit. Now, when a person is under the power of the demonic, when a person is under the power of Satan in sin, it's called the old man. And Paul comes and he says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin may be destroyed. Now, we don't want our body of sin to be destroyed. We want to keep it. But we want to spray paint the outside and say, oh, I'm a Christian. I've had to deal time after time with this darkness that rises up. It rises up in men and women as I speak with them. It has risen up in my own heart. What is it that prompts that old man to come back to life? You see, the scriptures teach us that we can rebuild what the Holy Spirit put to death. It's our choice. Adam and Eve were without sin, but they made a choice and they surrendered their members to serve the powers of darkness. They yielded their members by choice to serve the powers of darkness. So what is it that prompts us to yield our bodies, our members, to works of darkness? flows out of a bitterness in the old man. It flows out of unbelief in Jesus. It flows out of hardness of heart. Now, is this acceptable for a Christian? No. We are to be crucified with Christ. What is the we to be crucified? It's the old nature. It's the old man. It's the sin in us is to be totally eradicated, to be removed from us. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, so that the body of sin may be destroyed, completely destroyed, that we are not hereafter to serve sin, for the one having died has been freed from sin. in this time of grave conflict in America, in this time of great crisis, when legions of demons have been released over our country and are causing men and women to do things that they would not normally do, thuggery, killing, robbing, burning, looting. The Lord looks on this and he sees evil. He doesn't see black or white. He sees evil. And he's calling us to repent. If you agree with the Rioters, you are in Jesus' eyes as evil as they are. If you agree with the bitterness, you are as evil as they are. I'm crying out to the Lord for America. And tomorrow, I'm going to open the phone lines and I invite you to call and pray. I ask you to call tomorrow and pray for America, to pray for our president, even if you disagree with him. He is duly elected and that's what happens in a democratic republic. He is not a king. He is not a dictator. He has been elected by us, the people. He is there to serve us, the people. Tomorrow, would you pray for our Congress? Would you pray for our Supreme Court? Would you pray that God would turn the demons of hell that have come against this nation as legions? Would you pray that America would be called to repent? and would turn back from the brink of total destruction and anarchy. The Lord hates violence. The Lord hates heaving bricks and frozen bottles of water. He hates shooting and slashing. He hates mob violence. Remember there was an uprising. Among the children of Israel. And these were chosen leaders. And the leaders stood before their tent. As Moses confronted them. And the earth opened and swallowed them whole. Or you remember those with the censors who were challenging God. Fire came out from the Lord and 250 of them died. Listen, the Lord wants law and order. He does not want anarchy. The gospel of Jesus cannot go forward in an atmosphere of lawless anarchy. And that's what the devil wants. Please, would you call tomorrow and would you pray with me that Jesus will bring not peace, but repentance. It's not peace that we pray for. That's a byproduct of repentance, of holiness, of righteousness. I won't pray for peace i pray for repentance. I'll pray for the rebuke of these demonic powers that have come upon America. I will pray for the reign of Jesus Christ to come quickly. My brother and sister, I know I've spoken very controversial things today. Judge them for yourself in the prayer closet. I have spoken them out of a broken heart for this nation. Now let's pray. Lord, we are being attacked by legions of demons, and many are being led into desperate sin into actions of violence and anarchy cursing and swearing fighting and robbing lord i pray that you will rebuke the demons that have come against this nation and that you will rescue you will rescue america Lord, I know much of this is laid at the feet of the modern American church because we have not done our job. We have not called sin by its right name. We have sided with the anarchist. Lord, we have sided with lawlessness. We have said we can't leave our sin. Lord, we have lied to your people. Pastors have lied to your people. They have spoken words of comfort in the midst of the people's sin. They have been people pleasers, Lord. I am ashamed. I am ashamed of the behavior of your church and of its pastors in America. I pray that these demons will be dealt with, that you will call us forth as you did this demoniac To be clothed and dressed in our right mind, and with a heart to go and share with others the good news of the gospel, that even the most secret and hidden sinful place in our hearts, the old man, can be utterly removed from us. Lord, would you come today in your mighty power? Would you speak to us? mighty God of heaven. America has no hope if you do not come and rescue us from the jaws of these demon powers. Lord, I pray today for our police. I pray today for our president, I pray you will give him the courage to do what is necessary to establish peace and law and order in our nation. I pray that you will change the hearts of those who have been siding with the powers of darkness. I pray you will give him the courage to deal with his defense secretary and all others who stand for lawlessness and who are confused in their minds, even kneeling before the protesters. Lord God, I have never in my life seen such utter wickedness and foolishness. I pray, Lord, that you will come in power, our president. I pray that you will empower his cabinet, and the Congress and the Supreme Court to act in righteousness to get this ship of state set up right again. Lord, I pray that you will deal with the Fed and the central banks who are robbing Americans blind, who have destroyed our economy. I pray, Lord, for America, But Lord, we each have to recognize if that darkness rises in our own heart that you, Jesus, alone can remove it and put to death that old nature of bitterness and anger and wickedness. Lord, would you come today and minister to our hearts Would you speak to us and give us wisdom and direction? For, Lord, we cannot do this alone. I pray in your holy name. Amen. I want to remind you, tomorrow will be a day of prayer. We are under desperate attack. America is under desperate attack. And we need to pray. Would you lay aside your pride and your fear and just simply jam the phone lines that we could go from one person to the next, getting as many as possible to come and pray for our city and for our nation. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. Would you take this broadcast and post it on your Facebook and post it on everyone else's Facebook that you can find? Would you make this video go viral even as you're in the process of making Monday's broadcast go viral? We need to put the word out straight and true and honest. My brother and sister, write to me, the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or I'd love to hear from you on the internet. Go to nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online. Thank you to all of you who are standing with me. This is a tough time. And many of you have sacrificed your standing with me. I love you. Thank you. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.
1: You before the presence of his glory with great joy. With